Mac. Yes, I see you. Riddle me this, dude. How can a man in seven short years go from being a Satanist to a minister of the gospel? What do you think, Mac? What? You don't know? Well, I think we're going to have to talk to David Dixon from Riddle Me This to answer that question so that everybody knows. Stick around. We're going to find out the answer to this riddle. And Mac says hello to everybody that's tuning in. We are live from Charleston, South Carolina right now. I'd like to thank everybody for tuning in to us. And uh, we have David Dixon. He is the front man from a band that has just signed with Broadhead Music Group called Riddle Me This. We got comments rolling in already. Hey, we got the Rugged American Flag Company saying good evening. And we've got, look at this, Jermaine from Tricord saying good evening. And there's Tiffany from The Last Trumpet saying, hey, Lithos Cry fam. Hey, and I'd like to make a quick announcement, David, if you don't mind, please indulge me for a moment here. We just got, uh, Mac is back down on the floor. Okay, good. That's okay. You, You good down there? Okay, good. Hey, for somebody who is not involved with Get Revelation Rock Fest already, that will be there. If you need tickets, comment, be the first to comment saying that you want tickets on whatever platform you are watching on right now, and we will get you free tickets courtesy of our friends Warriors of Light who are headlining Get Revelation Rock Fest 2022. So be the first one to post that you want tickets and they are yours and we'll talk to you offline. David, welcome to the madness that we've got going on over here. How are you this evening? I'm good. How are you? (laughs) Doing awesome. Before we get to your music, which I absolutely love, I want you to share your testimony of salvation because it is so powerful. Can you share with us how you came to Christ? Um, yeah, I, uh, I had grown up um, in church. I grew up in Salt Lake City, Utah, till I was about 14. So um, I had uh, spent a lot of time, you know, go- going to church as a young child. And when I got about 13, um, I started playing with Ouija boards, things like that. Um, just got really into like Hollywood of like demons and, you know, just Freddy Krueger, stuff like that. So that kind of stuck with me most of my life um as an adult i would i would kind of play with it every now and then ouija boards um ghost hunting just different things looking for the supernatural demons and and things like that uh, for entertainment more than than anything um what that ended up leading to is i ended up serving satan um as a minister for him of sorts to where you know i would find people that were christians and I would uh, do my best to drag them from the faith, um, would uh, seek them out to, you know, um, tell them how Jesus wasn't real. Um, Christians are stupid. I hated Christians. Um, Never myself 
would I have thought I would have ever been one. I didn't want to be a Christian. Um, so during, during all of that, um, there was a lot of drinking. There was a lot of, um, marijuana use, uh, things like that. I was, um, I was a musician then I sang in bars, um, as a karaoke DJ, things like that. So I got paid really to just party and have a good time. Um, during all of this, there was no reason for me to be a Christian. I, I looked at people that went to church and, and things like that. And I was like, what do you guys do for fun? Like, that is the most boring, ridiculous thing I had heard of um, to do with my life. I was enjoying everything that I was doing. I liked my life the way that it was. Um, I got everything out of life that I had wanted. And uh, long story short, um, I met a girl that she was a Christian and um, I had went, you know, doing the same thing, trying to drag her from the faith, telling her uh, all these things that, that I had learned and researched about Jesus um, it not being real, how, you know, Jesus is the same as every other God, all these different things, but having a church background and growing up as a Baptist, um, and really familiar with revelation and, and some of the prophecies in the Bible. Um, I, uh, during one of these, these times where I'm telling her that this stuff isn't real, I'm like, look, I was like, the end of the world is, you know, is every day. And uh, let me show you. So we pulled up YouTube and I, I start looking at different things going on in the world. And some of the things that I had read about in the Bible are, are happening, you know, in, in the world. And um, so I, I was kind of like, you know, shocked by some of the things that I had seen. I, I wasn't really a believer. Um, I was kind of, you know, chalking it up to coincidence or, or things like that. But um, I, my my curiosity is peaked in this. And so I continue watching to like the wee hours of the morning, it's like maybe two or three, which isn't, you know, unusual for me. I was up all night anyways, you know, I'd get off of from the bar at like two, but, um, you know, she had long passed out and I'm, I'm still watching and we get to this, um, the salvation prayer in one of these videos. And it was like way left turn of, of where I started anyways, like, um, way off in left field, but the salvation, you know, is talking about the afterlife, is talking about eternal life in Jesus. And, you know, and, and as this is going on, I'm not thinking it's stupid. Um, I'm not really a believer, but I'm, I'm more open to it at this point. And I kind of feel that that pull that you hear talk about, you know, when Jesus is calling you to salvation. And um, so I'm kind of curious and and I don't know why I had never, you know, I'm 35 at this point. I don't know why in 35 years I had never thought to say, hey, uh, Jesus, are you real? Um, is this a real thing? So um, I didn't follow the salvation prayer, but I, I closed my eyes and I asked, you know, I said, God, um, are you real? And, and if you're real, tell me who you are. I really didn't want it to be Jesus, uh, if I'm being honest. If, if, it, <laughs> if God was Jesus, that meant I was in trouble um for all the things you know that i had done and um but <laughs> i met jesus like in that moment and um it's you know you, you hear people say that all the time oh you know i met jesus here and i met jesus here and, and a lot of times um i believe that's true but then there are times where you know people they they get a good feeling or you know they they get a false sense of salvation for me I literally, you know, met Jesus like this was a life altering experience. Um, there was no doubt in my mind of, of who I was speaking with. There was no doubt in my mind of whether or not this was real. Ten seconds before encountering Jesus Christ, I hated Christians. 
I hated Christianity. I hated all things to do with, you know, Christ. Immediately upon meeting Jesus, I was a Christian. Um, so that's that's kind of how that's kind of how that happened. Um, Is, isn't I, that amazing how you hated him, but he loved you? Yes. Yes. And, you know, and being truthful, like I was OK with him. I just didn't believe in him, you know, and, and I guess it was like his followers that I hated, which doesn't really, you know, that doesn't really mesh well. But, um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was definitely an experience, um, <laughs> for sure. But like I said, you know, in, in that instance, everything, my outlook had changed. Um, you know, I, I was the next day I was telling all my friends like, Hey, I'm a Christian now. They were like, you need some therapy. You need to go seek some counseling. What happened? Um, <laughs> so, you know, I, it, it was uh, just life life changing. We've got some comments coming in, and Steve, uh, he is from the band Stephen uh, Jones. He's from the band Suffering Gift here in Charleston. They were with us last week, and he says, "I can tell already this is going to be an amazing episode." Yes. And Jermaine, he's been weighing in. He said, this is wild, bro. And also says, that's powerful, man. I met him in my apartment when I was about to end my life. He is so real and his love is more than enough. Then we got another comment here from Charles Martin. That's awesome. What a testimony. I have to ask you this question. Two of them. One was kind of a funny question. Was it Ned Flanders that kind of soured you on the whole Christian thing? You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, it was Marilyn Manson. Um, oh, okay. Yep. That's kind of where it, I wouldn't say it started, but, um, I took a lot of philosophy from him. Okay. Okay. Now my next question is why did you find yourself attracted to these things that are dark and death? What was the draw? Did you feel that you were going to get some sort of power out of it or what drew you to all that stuff? I think as a kid, I, I was hoping so. Um, I, you know, I, I wanted to be, of course, you know, everybody wants to seem important. Everybody wants to be feared, I guess, in, in a sense, when, when you're a child, um, there was, you know, I'd, I'd been through some bullying, um, not, not a lot of, you know, I won't say uh, I'm, like I'm a victim or I was picked on, but, um, definitely I was drawn to it and things were happening. Um, that's what kept me, you know, you don't play with, with darkness like that, you don't mess around with Ouija boards or ghosts or things like that for 20 years if you're not experiencing anything. And so things were, were definitely happening. And that's what, you know, kept drawing me to it. But the more, you know, that I that I would get pulled into this and, it you know, it wasn't off and on. And, and when I was a, I say I was a Satanist, you know, I, I adopted that religion. But I wasn't one of these people, you know, that went out and like wore hooded cloaks and like, you know, sacrificed animals in the woods. Um, if I thought that that would do something, I would have. But I was getting enough out of what I was doing. Um, but the the thing about it is, is it, it does. It starts to change you um, as, as this progressed. I started becoming a, a really horrible person. Um, you know, as as a child, I always thought that I was nice, you know, and um, I was kind and. And things like that. And and I continued to think that as an adult. But, you know, looking back on some of the things that, that I had done to people and the way I treated people and girlfriends and, and things like that, like I, I became um, an evil person, you know, and I, you know, it's not like I would kill or I was violent, but I didn't care about anybody, just myself. 
Yeah, self-serving self. That is, that's really probably one of the most Luciferian ideas ever is I will serve myself, uh, you know, above others. And Jesus is the opposite. You serve others before self. And, you know, that's what Lucifer and Satan's all about is I will ascend and I will become and do all of these things. Before we get to your music, can you, I'm, I'm just curious, what was it that bothered you about Christians? What, what was it that you didn't like about them? Um, so, you know, I, I live in Blackshire and this is kind of like, uh, the Bible belt here in the South. Um, so I had been to church and stuff, you know, and, um, I didn't fit in with the kids here and I, I don't really think it was, uh, you know, a, a Christian thing necessarily that that was the bad experience. It was just, I didn't fit in with kids. I was different. Um, I listened to Nine Inch Nails and Nirvana. I, I didn't hunt or fish or, you know, none of that. And, um, I'm kind of a strange guy sometimes. So, um, I, I think the bad experiences there I attributed to Christianity and then, you know, um, working in a bar, being in that environment and, you know, society itself anyways looks down on you. But the Christian community that that I would come in contact with, you know, um, you see it on TV, people like the Westboro Baptist Church that are, you know, holding up signs saying, you know, the gay people need to die, basically, and God hates people. So all that kind of played into it. Yeah, that, that would make sense. And all that stuff that we see like that, like Westboro, unfortunately, that's a ploy of the devil to get us to think that that's Christianity, but it's really not. And he had you, he had you in his claws, but let's fast forward to 2022. You've just signed on with the Broadhead Music Group. You've got a band called Riddle Me This. And I find the name absolutely fascinating. What is the meaning behind the name Riddle Me This? So Riddle Me This followed me all the way um, from a former band that that I wanted to be called. The guys wouldn't let me call it that. Um, we ended up being called like Resident or something like that. But um, I'm a big Batman fan, uh, mainly the villains. And I, I chose Riddle Me This as the Christian band, uh, mainly, you know, mostly because I like the name. I always thought it was cool. But um, I associated myself with villains, um, with the Riddler, with Joker and, and things like that. And so taking that that darkness of Batman and, and those, you know, comic book villains, but using it as as redemption, um, the Riddle Me This and having it, you know, with the cross and the logo, uh, the whole idea of Riddle Me This is asking the question, the question that I asked, you know, not taking necessarily someone's word for it or, or just passing off Christianity as something that, you know, I don't want to believe in it because, you know, all these people go to church and I don't, I don't want to do it. Don't listen to any of that. Ask the question yourself. Um, you know, you don't have to go to church. You don't have to go to a, a preacher to find Jesus. You can ask him yourself. I also realized and thought about this a little bit as we were preparing for this edition, Riddle me this really reminds me of the parables that Jesus spoke in because they really, when he spoke in parables, he spoke in riddles. And when you take a look at those that are into witchcraft, into Satanism, into the esoteric, they're really into riddles and rhymes and mysteries. And you go right to the scripture right there, Jesus's own words, his his parables, they are riddles. And you had to have God revealed to you a deeper revelation of what, what he was actually talking about. And it was those on the inner circle that he revealed that information to what he was sharing in those. And yes, Batman, 
I was having flashbacks to like the 1970s, <laughs> 1980s at four o'clock in the afternoon. Bam. Wow. Zam. With, yeah. uh, w- with the logo. That is really cool. Which was your favorite Batman villain? Um, I would say it's the Joker and the Riddler. Um, okay. Joker first, of course, but Riddler later on. And are we set, talking like Joker 1960, 1970, Jack Nicholson Joker, Jay, Jay Leto uh, Joker, or Jared Leto? Uh, which, which one? Um, Nicholson second, Heath Ledger first. Oh, Heath Ledger, yeah. Yeah. When uh, the Batman came out with uh, Jack Nicholson and I was completely blown away and it actually gave me some nightmares, uh, his performance and that. I just thought that was so awesome. And Jermaine will relate to this because I was really, I really loved the the soundtrack for that done by Danny Elfman. Uh, just the, yeah. the, yeah, the sweeping orchestral and uh, Jermaine, Jermaine knows all about that because that's a key element of a, little, a lot of the symphonic metal that we listen to. Uh, Charles Martin says, Batman forever. I had a feeling it had something to do with Riddler. Jim, Jim Carrey did that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So you just uh, signed on with the Broadhead Music Group down there in Georgia. How did that come about? So um, I had worked with Randall back in 2015 after um, coming to Christ. Um, I, I, you know, I still, I was still doing music, um, and I wanted to record. He, uh, we, I don't even remember how we. I think through Facebook or something, we started talking. And um, he's like, hey, you know, I got a studio now. And I was like, well, cool. You know, I've been writing some songs. Um, I had gotten this like weird. uh, It's like a Roland groove box. And um, I was kind of doing like industrial electronic type music. And um, so I I hooked up with him and we recorded a couple songs that way. And um, then I uh, I started working with uh, one of his producers that he had worked with, uh, Steve Pereira. And you know, we just started making just really cool songs. Um, and I didn't really think it was going to go anywhere, you know, like I was just doing it, um, just to record songs. I've always done that. And, um, I never really expected to be part of a label. I never really expected to do music. Um, and after I got saved, I thought music was done for me, you know, it was just a hobby, but, uh, it kind of snowballed from there. And you mentioned the BMG Music Group, and there they are. Look at that. They say, what an amazing artist and overall person. It's been such a pleasure to work with David. Thanks, Glenn. Thank you, guys, for all your support for our BMG family. And I I have to plug the BMG family just for a moment here, if if you don't mind. (laughs) They are awesome. Uh, Jenna Parr, she came and she performed at Rockfest last year. She's coming back this year on May 14th to, she's right before our headline band. So you're going to get to see Jenna and, and BMG is helping with the production. They're doing the production this year. And in speaking of that, if you want tickets to get Revelation Rockfest to see a BMG artist on stage, Jenna Parr on May 14th, message us that you want these tickets and they are yours. And we'll communicate with you through email after the, after the show. Let's talk about, uh, let's talk about, Oh, Arthur says, uh, David is awesome. Thank you everybody for, for tuning in this evening. I really appreciate you, uh, supporting David because his music is awesome. And let's talk about the awesome track you just released called bang, bang, very, uh, simple title reminds me of the bangs, the booms, the pals, the wows and the zows and the early Batmans. Uh, can you, uh, but the, the lyrics to this are deep. Can you uh, tell us what we're about to listen to here? Sure. Um, so I wrote this song, um, 
I wouldn't really say out of out of anger. I think it was more out of disappointment and the whole process of it. Um, I expected like, I, you know, I was really naive coming into it. Um, I expected, you know, just to be welcomed into this, you know, this massive, you know, Christian family. Um, I thought everybody was going to be awesome and everyone's friends and, you know, everything's going to work out. Um, I thought life was going to be roses after that. And, you know, I quickly found out that one, not everybody who says like, hey, I'm a Christian actually is. Um, life isn't all, all roses, but, you know, through the storms and through everything that comes, Jesus is going to hold you through that. And so that's that's what Bang Bang is about. Is It's about persecution, but being able to stand through that with Christ. What? It's not all going to be roses? Right. <laughs> right. Um, Mac, we got a problem. He, he's down on the floor, but he's ready to spin some hits here. We're going to play Bang Bang. Hey, go ahead and comment on this song. We'll talk about it when we get back. This song is awesome. And Jermaine has to say straight facts, man. And here we go. This is Bang Bang by Riddle Me This. You're going to love it.
We got some comments coming in. Uh, we got Jermaine says that is a whole bop. It is a total rebellion. <laughs> Love it. Hey, and we've got Warriors of Light, Braden and Laura, great anthem brother, powerful. They are going to be headlining your Revelation Rock Fest. We've got Michelle L. You take away all the things that bring me down. She loves that line. And then Tiffany, she says, love it. Bring me my shades. I'm headed to the 90s. <laughs> Dude, you got like everything going on here. This is like the perfect uh, salad uh, recipe. You've got the grunge going on. You've got the punk element in there. And then when we get to, you know, you take away all the things that bring me down, dude. You're putting your f- five finger death punch on. It's got an Ivan Moody. Uh, <laughs> and I'm like, man, he's got some pipes. Okay, Charles says I dig it from the from the uh, dig it from the rip. Had to tell the rest of the, the trifecta about it. So yeah, he's going to tell the rest of his band and his friends about that song. It's just got so much in it. It's got that rebellious attitude. It's what's needed today. What other artists have influenced you? Uh, to develop your own unique style. You know, we hear the grunge, the punk, and a little five finger in there. What else has influenced you? So um, probably hear a lot of the, the Nirvana with, the, you know, the riffs and, and things like that. But um, pretty much, you know, most of the bands that came out of the 90s, um, Green Day, Nirvana, Nine Inch Nails, um, even some, you know, music-wise, Marilyn Manson, some of the the um the dark undertones and and i used a lot of that for um just dynamics um in some of the other songs on the record you'll hear uh a bunch a bunch of just a wide range of of influence you know there's um some pop punk tracks and then there's some industrial stuff so yeah i really like how you take what marilyn manson did and turned it actually redeemed it you know, that, that's what you did with it. You took his sound or p- elements of his sound. You've taken it and taken it the opposite of the way that he was taking it, and you're using it to glorify Jesus. Tiffany says, yes, grunge. <laughs> definitely, the, <laughs> definitely the 90s in there. That takes me back to my days in, well, is it high school? Is it college? Or, or what is it? Or <laughs> We won't play Guess My Age. That's not a riddle tonight. Yeah. So I, I, do, I do have another riddle that we have to solve. Uh, when I talked to Jenna, I asked her, I was like, so how big is Blackshear, Georgia? Like, how many traffic lights do you have there? Is it like one? And do you have a Taco Bell? And it's a very small town. How come all this great music is coming out of Blackshear? What is going on there? Riddle me this. Yeah, um, there's there's a couple traffic lights here, maybe five or so. Um, there used to be a Taco Bell here. They closed it, which is sad. Um, as far as, <laughs> yeah, it's smaller than Jessup. Um, but there is a lot of talent here. Um, there's there's a lot of really great artists uh, out here in Blackshear. And, you know, some not everybody signed either. You know, so, some of these people are kind of hidden away under rocks and stuff. But this a lot of lot of musical talent here. That is awesome that you have that all right there in that small town in Georgia. I'm gonna have to take a trip down to uh, Blackshear and, uh, and and see what's going on there. Uh, we got to take a quick break to pay the bills. We'll be right back in a moment. We're gonna find out more about Riddle Me This and the ministry that David has as well. 
Boy, I opened up a whole can of worms when I brought up the traffic lights. People are weighing in on traffic lights now. Charles Martin says, well, that explains a lot. We only have one traffic light basically in our town. So uh, I guess the more traffic lights there are, the more bands there are. We'll have to do a study on that. Uh, We'll commission a study on (laughs) that there. Uh, Tiffany, she says, oh, let's see how many traffic lights. Okay. Yes, Tiffany's. uh, thank you for commenting. The Rugged American Flag Company, yes, we love them too. And Scott is listening tonight. And I can guarantee you scott from the rugged american flag company is going to be adding riddle me this to his playlist after this edition this evening so um you you make a distinction about what you do you know a lot of times when we refer to christian rock we refer to them as christian rock bands or this is christian rock but you take it a step further you call yourself a born again christian rock band why the distinction what is the difference to you between a born again christian rock band and just a Christian rock band? Um, Born Again Christian Rock is is making a statement that's saying, you know, that this isn't something that's fleeting. There's a lot of bands out there that, you know, they'll start out Christian, MXPX, Under Oath. um, And then, you know, years down the road, they're like, oh, you know, we're not Christian no more. They go mainstream. Um, They completely turn their backs on, on Christ and the faith. So, with, you know, with Riddle Me This, you're not going to see that happen. Um, I'm, you know, the music to me is secondary. The, um, you know, the, the whole band thing, you know, is it comes second. The first priority is always um, getting the message out. It, it's, you know, reaching the lost. Um, that's the whole purpose of it. That is so refreshing to hear that. And that's why I like working with the Broadhead Music Group artists, because the heart is in the right place, that the music is a vehicle to get the message to help soften hearts and prepare people to receive the gospel and to be born again. I really like that distinction. And brother, you don't need to worry about changing anything. I mean, what you're doing is legit. This is legit music. I, I just have to tell a quick story real quick here. When I was saved, I was when I was saved, I had all my CDs and tapes burned. And I'm talking like hundreds of them. Okay. My sister was very disappointed. My parents were disappointed because they they kind of wanted some of them. And I thought that was the end of music like that for me. And I listened to the Bible Broadcasting Network for like 13 years. All right. And I was really proud of myself for doing that. But God had some other plans for him. But what led me to Bible Broadcasting Network was I was listening to a lot of the Christian pop and Christian rock that was out at the time. And I was like, if I want to listen to rock, I'll just listen to rock. I don't want to listen to this. But when I listen to you, I'm like, it gets me pumped up. I'm like, this is solid music. And that's something that I'm seeing God really doing right now. He's taking these people, these artists that have a heart towards him and releasing this sound through them that is... I put it up against any band that's played regularly on the radio right now. And I enjoy, I actually enjoy the bands that I'm listening to now and that I'm working with more than what I listen to on the radio. Actually, I don't listen to the radio much anymore. It kind of drives me nuts. But you are, dude, you've got such talent and gifting and your heart and God's going to take that places. And um, Stephen says, sounds great. Uh, he's, he's got a very good ear for music. And uh, I, I, that's a very high compliment from Stephen. But uh, God's going to take you some places and just cling to him, cleave to him. I was reading that in Joshua this morning. Cleave Amen. to him and he will, he will bless you. More comments here. It says, yo, David's all real, legit role model. Yes. 
And then Charles says, yes, sir, with a big old, big old flexed bicep there. Um, let's talk about ministry for a minute because you, you, you've just not been doing music. You've been studying under a pastor. You've been being discipled. You've been doing all the things to get in alignment with Jesus. And you've discovered that you have several spiritual gifts. Uh, in this discipleship process, can you share with us what some of your other spiritual gifts are and how this all ties in with what you're doing with music? Um, yeah, I've been, um, I, I'm, I'm being licensed. I'm going through, you know, a process to be licensed as an evangelical preacher. Um, so, and I think that that's, you know, that's really important, um, especially in, in Riddle Me This and, and not just, you know, not with, just with that, but, but even in this small town, um, when I go out, you know, and, and I'm, I'm out on the road and I do shows and things, telling people about Jesus is the number one priority. Um, and it should be, as Christians, all of our priority. Um, now, not all of us, you know, are called to be preachers. Um, that's just something that that I was called to into doing. Um, but I, you know, I think in any band, and it doesn't matter, you know, what what kind of music you're in, whether you're signed or not. If you're playing in churches and, and you're playing as a Christian, you're a leader, whether you know you think you are or not. And so as, you know, as leaders, you have a responsibility. So I, I do think that you need to be under a pastor and, and to have some sort of accountability. Yeah, that is so true. As a matter of fact, we talked about that several months ago. We did a whole edition on leadership uh, with a friend of mine who's very well versed in leadership. And we uh, translated that to the people that are on stage. You are leading people. That's why, you know, in church, they call them worship leaders. Um, right. It's very important. Tiffany says in her heart, we know her heart is in the right place. She says, yes, hashtag team salvation. That is so neat. So you've released Bang Bang. What's next? What can we expect next from Riddle Me This? Um, we we have a couple of singles where, you know, we're, we're tossing over as far as releasing later in the future. Um, I, I believe that the album will probably be released before we release another single off of it. Um, but probably later in the year, you can look forward uh, to another single. I, I can't really tell you which one it is yet because I I myself don't know. There's there's a couple we're kind of tossing back and forth. Um, but the album should be out by maybe the end of spring, early summer. Um, that's kind of what we're pushing for. Um, it's, you know, that's, uh, like I said, it's, it's just a, a melting pot of, of different sounds on the album. You know, you'll go from one type of sound to the, to the next song by song so i bet you randall's got some ideas on what it's going to be if if i know I, randall <laughs> yeah he he probably does like sometimes i'm like dude let's release this and he's like no <laughs> i'm like okay <laughs> <laughs> well i gotta do this and uh if randall wants a copy of this graphic to put on your uh album that's coming out uh, your music does get the Mac, the metal dog seal of approval from this studio. Everything that, uh, we run through here has to be approved by our mascot who helped open up the show this evening. And he, yes, he does sit in here and listens to everything that we, that we <laughs> do awesome. and just absolutely, absolutely loves it. As a matter of fact, Randall will get a kick out of this the other night while we were working on, uh, another broadhead musicians, uh, album cover, Mac was in here sleeping, just enjoying everything that was going on. And I appreciate everybody with the comments and yes, Yes, Jermaine, it's your buddy, Mac, and you'll get to meet him in May. Hey, before we close out, i got two things. First of all, since we got a lot of viewers on right now, I got a very exciting announcement. Next Tuesday night, I'm going to be releasing a special edition 
it's pre-recorded. We pre-recorded it this afternoon and it's an interview, a 45 minute interview with Dallas Jenkins, the director of the chosen, uh, series. So next Tuesday night, we're going to be premiering that at 7 p.m. Uh, you'll be able to watch on YouTube. It'll only be on YouTube. Uh, we'll, we'll put it on Facebook too. We'll do it there. But it's a 45-minute interview with Dallas Jenkins, the director of The Chosen. Special edition. And then we've got our regular edition coming up next Thursday night at 7 p.m. as well. Boy, we're busy over here. David, how can our viewers and our listeners support you at this time in your ministry? Um, you can go to riddlemethis.com. Uh, we, I'll have a store up here uh, shortly. Um, within the next week or two, we're going to have some merchandise up there, T-shirts, uh, wristbands, stickers, like just a bunch of stuff. Um, you can follow us on all the social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, um, of course, YouTube. Um, like and subscribe on YouTube for uh, definitely for new releases and, and stuff uh, there. And, and every now and then, you know, I'll do just a couple acoustic song snippets here and there. But um, I'd say probably Facebook though. And the uh, website are about the biggest avenues for getting news and stuff. You are an artist definitely worthy of being supported by our family at Lithos Cry. Um, I love what you're doing. I love your heart. I love how you're tying in the evangelism with what you're doing. That is just so pure. And it's, actually been a privilege and an honor to uh, be able to interview you this evening and share your music that needs to be heard. What you're doing needs to be on the radio. It needs to be on the radio. Absolutely. Thank um, you. Yeah, thank you. We've got another comment here. Um, let's see here. It says, when Dalla uh, Dove is famous, would <laughs> it's famous worldwide. You heard it first on Lithos Cry. Yes. <laughs> that is really <laughs> That's my nice. rap name, Dalla Dave. Oh, is it? Dalla Dave yeah. is your rap name. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> David, thank you so much for joining us and to our viewers and listeners. Until next week, peace out and rock on. The church in Charleston, South Carolina is leaving the building on Saturday, May 14th for a day of ministry through music at Get Revelation Rock Fest 2022. Headlining Get Revelation Rock Fest at the Hanahan Amphitheater is Warriors of Light. Other artists include Jenna Parr, The Last Trumpet, Ziggy, Armor of God, Filthy Rags, Red Calling, Xandria Cross, Nettie, Tricord, and Suffering Gift. More information and tickets can be found on Eventbrite or at lithoscry.com. That's L-I-T-H-O-S-C-R-Y.com. Come on out and join us to rock on and set captives free with the gospel. Lithoscry.com